RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy. Valor Hour, episode number 71. We are ready to rock and roll. It is Tim Loy here, joined as always by my co-host, Ed Cap. What's going on, Ed? I'm doing good, Tim. 10 days to fight day. Let's do it. Yeah, man, we're getting close now. And, uh, of course, we've got Alan Poole here with us as well, photographer extraordinaire. Alan, what's happening? What's going on, guys? So we, uh, we've we got uh, – it is fight week in Alabama. We're going to talk to a couple of guys on Sam McAlpin's show. It's his first ever event, the Alabama Fighting Championship. We're going to talk to some uh, both guys in the main event of that card, uh, Greg Hopkins and Trevor Peak. We're also going to talk to Chad Finnerty on that card. Uh, then, of course, we're going to dive into some uh, some more Valor 51 talk. We've got, of course, uh, two guests from that card as well. We'll talk to Rodrigo, the Monster Gonzalez, and primetime Adam Townsend also joins us a little bit later <clears throat> in the Valor Hour. But uh, before we get into our interviews, uh, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to take care of. Of, of course, first, I want to give some shout outs to uh, a couple of our great sponsors, OEB Law, Overall Elrod, and Barilla. Let them turn your wreck into a check, wreckintoacheck.com. They also handle Social Security and Disability. And, of course, our friends at Tennessee Top Roller, their next event going down August the 11th. As we get closer to that date, we'll talk more about that great event as well. Uh, coming off a pretty good weekend of fights, guys. It was International Fight Week uh, out in Las Vegas. We had the, the Tough 27 finale and also UFC 226. Ed, did you catch uh, both those cards? Uh, only 226, actually. Oh, wow. You missed some good ones then on the, the tough finale. Of course, uh, the Valor alumni goes 2-0. and oh. Gerald Mearshart in the opening contest with a, a come-from-behind uh, victory in the second round uh, over a very tough opponent in uh, Oscar Piotta. And, uh, you know, it, it, Gerald was in trouble that first round, but the second round he really turned it around, got the finish. So congrats to to uh, GM3. And then, of course, uh, the, the champ, the Valor 155 champ, Luis Pena, he uh, makes short work of Richie Smullins in, uh, in his fight as well. Very dominant, got the performance bonus. So congratulations to both those guys. Alan, what did you think, man? You, you caught the, the Luis Pena fight. Yeah, well, I, I saw the Pena fight. Um, I don't remember a whole lot about <clears throat> the rest of the events, but I was definitely clued in on Pena. And he looked great, man. He looked like, he, do you remember when we first saw him? Like, he was, like, he was skinny, but, like, I mean, he was muscular and everything. He was super muscular, but not like now. Like, right. he's filled out. Yeah. He's got under some kind of training regimen at a really good camp, I'm guessing, over with Cormier. Yeah, I mean, he's always come from a great a great camp there at St. Charles MMA. He's produced some great talent, but I think I, I heard that he did do a lot of his camp at AKA there with, uh, with DC and so who knows if he maybe got into a, a different uh, regimen as far as his strength and conditioning or diets. But, yeah, I mean, he's jacked and uh, just a massive, <laughs> a massive 155. And was there talk of him going to 145 maybe? I don't know. And all I know is if I'm the UFC, I'm promoting the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah, he's a fan favorite already. And uh, it really is only 
that people have barely gotten to kind of get a glimpse of him. You know, he's really, he had his one fight in the house and now he's had a fight in the UFC, but he's got an ever-growing fan base. So very proud of him. Congrats, Luis, uh, on a uh, an awesome UFC debut. Uh, also, uh, props to Bryce Mitchell, who got a, a win as well over a tough Tyler Diamond. So overall, a, a fun event. And then, uh, of course, Saturday's uh, pay-per-view uh, had the uh, awesome... Uh, main event there where uh, DC Daniel Cormier wins the heavyweight championship over Steve A. Uh, uh, there was uh, some a, a little bit of detractors talking about the the poke in the eye and, and that kind of thing, but I think overall it was just an awesome performance from DC. You don't take anything away from him. He he earned an awesome win. What do you think, Ed? Well, I, I was really impressed by both guys, actually. Who did I predict to win that fight? Did I predict DC or Steve A? I can't remember if I was right. You gotta I, was, check the- I was the only one to say DC. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, congratulations, Tim. Yeah, I was the only one. Yeah, I, I'm still in disbelief, actually. <laughs> but it sure should happen. No, no I believe that it would have happened and will continue to happen that way unless <laughs> Steve A changes up some shit because that was pretty quick. Um, so, uh, and then, of course, we had a uh, less than stellar fight leading into that, of course, with the heavyweights, uh, Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis putting on a uh, man, that was that was really hard to watch. <laughs> it was, I, I lost money on that one. I, uh, I I bet that we would have a finish of some fashion from someone, and we didn't even get near it. That was uh, not fun to watch at all. Ed, what did you did you make it through that one? <laughs> I, I think I went and grabbed a drink during that fight. Are you serious, <laughs> man? Like if I would go Eddie Bravo conspiracy theory on this one because. I'm so offended by the, what I saw that I, I'm thinking they did some Pulp Fiction shit behind the scenes and they both have a huge stash of gold in a taxi out, out back for Ngano and, <laughs> and for not throwing a punch. Because right. like, nobody would have believed. This fight will go over. This fight will be... Somebody made money somewhere. But anyway, uh, overall, a fun night. Uh, International Fight Week comes to an end. And uh, we'll delve into some more uh, some more local topics. Of course, we've got our Q&A coming up here next. Uh, we invite you every week to submit your uh, discussion topics for us. Let's get to those, Ed. Uh, guys, first question of the week. How excited are you to finally have Adam Primetime Townsend back in the Valor Fights cage? Tim? I'm real. I'm real excited, man. I mean, if you if you kind of followed along with the local scene here over the years, you know that uh, Adam was a guy that <clears throat> that we have had in our promotion a lot. You know, he was uh, kind of the face of our promotion for for many years, and uh, so he's a guy that we're real proud that he's gone off and and done some big things. And so it's really cool to to have him come back and and get to fight locally and uh, and and get back in our cage. I'm I'm pumped. I know uh, I'm, I'm sure Mark has to be too. It's been uh, it's been a long time. Uh, Mark, when you're working a, a fight like this with Cutman, do you know that you're gonna, you know, have your work cut out for you when a guy like Adam Townsend steps into the cage? Oh, always, man. It's uh, <laughs> it's always a it's always a battle. It's not as big of a battle as it used to be. I used to have to help him cut weight down to 45, and if you know anything about Adam, boy, he he likes to eat and he don't weight, and uh, so yeah, those those were the harder the one. When he 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 fights he fights very very intelligent. He's a, he's very exciting to watch. One of my favorite fighters to actually watch live. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Alan, which which other Valor fights bet would you like to see back in the cage? Back in the Valor fights cage. 
Which other fight? Um, which, which other like vet? You know, that's that's kind of gone on to to uh, you know bigger things. At the same, you know, we don't want to see them, you know, lose to where they regress <laughs> right. back to our cage. But it would be, you know, who would you like to? See? Who would it just be cool to get to see? Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Ian Stevens. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, he's a uh, savage. I, Luis Pena, can we get him back now? I bet we can get him on so cheap. That's been a good one. Eric Anders was an exciting one, you know. <laughs> there's been there's been several, you know, that are that have that would you know, and again we don't ever wish them, you know, ill to where they're they they've regressed back to the regional scene, but those were those are guys that now uh that you know that they're established uh products that uh always be exciting to us. Yeah, if we get <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna get Penny back. <laughs> yeah, I hope he is gone for <laughs> He is fucking <laughs> They have locked him down, but if I could get someone back, it would be Pena. But I mean, shit. Oh, good luck, Alan. After UFC 226 on the weekend, where does Daniel Cormier stand in your greatest of all time rankings? Okay, so this is I'm still a little bit salty because I'm I'm like one of those people that Tim was talking about, like that that talk about the pokes to the eye, and it's not that. <clears throat> I think the outcome would be different. It's that it really bothers me that he was doing that same John Jones shit that he was that he was whining and bitching about, saying that John Jones was cheating doing. He was clearly fucking flinging his fingers out and into his eyes and, and doing it repeatedly. I mean, it's but having said that, having said that, he still whooped. Stipe's ass. I mean, and I think that he, it, no matter what, he would have whooped his ass just from the clinch. Like he was abused, and so and it, it was over pretty quick. It is. It, I, I got to say, he's up there now with the with the greatest of all time. He is up there. I mean, he he must be considered. That's some magical shit he just did. Mark, I may regret asking this, but have you seen some nasty eye injuries in your time as Cutman? Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's probably one of the most common injuries. I mean, anytime you have open-fingered gloves, you're going to have it happen. It's, it's just inevitable. Now, cuts and, and damage to the eye, probably the most important thing or most damning things in fights. You know, if you can't see, you can't fight. That's a cut over the eye is essentially the, about the only way you're going to get a fight stopped by the doctor because it is going to impede the vision. I've seen guys get their corneas just done up. I've seen guys with with bone chips in their in their eye in their eye sockets. I mean, there's there's a million things that can happen. But yeah, open open finger gloves are they lend themselves to to eye pokes and it's tragic, man. It's um it hurts like a son of a bitch too. In case anybody's never been poked in the eye, yeah, try that. Try to jam your own finger in your eye and see. I mean, see how far you can actually get in before you you stop. If not very far, I'll go ahead and save you some time. Uh, Tim, let, let's take us back to more pleasant conversation. Where does where does Cormier rank in your, your greatest of all time rankings after this weekend? I I I got him up there, man. I, I still don't know if he's number one, but he's uh, he's real. I mean, he's surely got to be you know top three or so. I mean, he's he's really only law. He only has the you know the John Jones blemish, and now you know, has the title at two of the the most difficult divisions to, uh, to conquer when it comes to just, you know, beastly athletic, huge mammoth hitters. So, uh, yeah, I mean, props to him. I'm, I'm, I'm a DC fan. No, but here, I'm a DC fan too, but do you think that he lays awake at night just thinking about John Jones? Because I mean, he may be the champ champ, 
but he also got the double ass whipping from fucking John Jones. Like, I'm does sure, they keep I'm him sure awake or not? I'm sure it probably, uh, you know, is a is a sore spot still. But I mean, in in regards to him even being referred to as the greatest of all time or the goat or anything like that, like I'm assuming that, that when he pictures John Jones, John Jones probably has horns growing out of his head because he he deep down he knows that's the greatest of all time because he whipped his ass twice, you know. And that conversation it has to take place whether it's tainted or not. That guy beat him twice. That's it's it's got a way on him, I would think. Alan, who do you have when, when Brock Lesnar and Cormier fight later this year, most likely? Not Cormier. I think he's going to beat his ass just like... Cain um, um, uh, Velasquez. Cain Velasquez, yes. I think that that's going to look similar to that kind of ass whooping. Although when, mm-hmm. when Lesnar, when he pushed, like when I saw the size difference between the two... Oh, he's a beast. It was pretty... Man, he's just scary looking as hell. But I... Uh, I still give it to Cormier. Tim? Yeah, I got to agree, man. I, I think that Cormier beats him. Cormier may knock him out. You know, uh, I, I'm not. I, it's kind of crazy that Lesnar even gets to come in and be in that position, but that's what's going to sell, you know, and so I get it. Uh, but you know, I got to go with DC. Mark, are you going to watch that fight? I am, but uh, ultimately it's, uh, man, I just can't see that you saw it and not becoming you in this that's um even if he beats him that's always going to be a little caveat besides this guy's juice to the fucking gills all the time you know besides when we decide to call him up for a window where we're going to let him stop using steroids a little while uh, tim final question of the week uh tough 28 made their heavyweight roster official they notably missing uh cole chandler who fights next weekend at Valor 51 uh, how disappointed were you, were you to see Cole not included on on this show? Um, yeah, it was disappointing for sure. You know, but Chandler's a guy that uh, you know he he's taking it as a motivation because he knows that he did well at that tryout. He he the one of the guys that made the show. Uh, he he dominated. He ragdolled in the grappling. Uh, so it, it kind of is one of those things that goes to show that the the tr- how you do in the tryout isn't necessary necessarily uh, going to really impact the selection process unfortunately uh, you know it's uh it's sad to say but it, that's just the the truth of the matter and uh you know he chandler had a, had a great trial like i said he he dominated one of the guys that did make it and uh that said it seemed like they were still uh, fairly high on him he needs to he just needs more experience he's a young guy and uh you know he's uh he's looking forward i'm sure to, to coming out next weekend and uh main eventing and and uh, trying to add to his win total and uh and uh you know keep his keep himself relevant there to, to the ufc brass it was kind of it was, you know looking at that list of guys that made it i feel like maybe only half those guys were even there uh you know <laughs> so that that tells you that you know, half the cast was potentially already kind of in place before before uh, you know things even got rolling. Guys, the same thing I got for you this week. All right. Well, that does it for the Q and A uh, portion of our show. As always, if you've got anything you want us to cover, you can shoot Ed a message at any of the Valor Fight social media avenues, and we will sort through them and pick out uh, three or four to cover each week. So make sure you do that. Keep the conversation rolling, uh, and uh, and then with that, we will get on to our interview segment. 
All right. Up first on the line, we have got Chad Finnerty. He is making his mixed martial arts debut this weekend at Alabama Fighting Championships number one. It goes down this Saturday, the 14th. Chad, thanks for the time. How's it going? It's going good, guys. How are you guys? We're doing great, man. We, we appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your evening. I know it's fight week, so you've probably got a lot of things going on. Uh, for our li- Before we dive into talk about the fight, for our listeners out there that aren't familiar with you, first, if you give us a, a quick rundown of uh, you know your uh, your background, how you got into MMA. I know you uh, wrestled collegiately. Uh, you know, talk a little bit about that and just uh, you know a little bit of uh, your background and why you got into MMA. Okay, sounds good. Um, I was born and raised in Indiana. Um, wrestled all through high school, and then I went on and, and wrestled at Purdue. Um, I had a, a four-year record of 192 and 8. Um, and then I just I walked away. Uh, I was kind of burnt out. Um, got married, moved down here, and uh, got, got hooked up with Sam McAlpin. Uh, we worked together, and uh, one day he called me uh, and asked me to come up to the gym and, and help Trevor peak uh get ready for his fight against tevin brown and uh so i went up there and just showed him some takedown stuff and uh really got the fire burning again and and it's just kind of gone from there um up until afc one um it's just been mostly me me trying to get the guys ready for their fights and doing what i can you know with a little bit of wrestling background to to try to give them that aspect uh to have in their corner as well so you, as you said you wrestled at Purdue there, which is a you know a high level program, obviously in the Big Ten. Uh, that gives you an awesome base, uh, you know, coming into into your MMA debut. Uh, let's talk a little about about what you've got coming up this weekend. Uh, you know, who are you fighting? Uh, what's it been like training for one yourself versus getting other guys ready? And uh, you know, just talk a little bit about uh, what we can expect from this one. Um, I'm fighting a guy named Trent Trent Anderson. Um, and uh, my my understanding, he's kind of more of a backyard brawler. Um, I don't know that he's had like real discipline that he's been training with up until lately. He's he's been training with John Haskew uh, that does some jujitsu. Um, but as far as the training, um, it's it's been it's been a wild ride. Um, going up to the gym nearly every night, um, and I'll be honest with you, my nerves are my nerves are there. Um, when, when I wrestled, it was all about, uh, strategy and, and film work. And, uh, with this guy not having any fights or anything, any background to go off of, uh, it's just going to be a guessing game going out there. And that I'll be honest, that makes, that makes me a little bit nervous compared to what I'm used to. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, you know, knowing uh, John Haskey, you know, he's not a guy that lets guys, come out and fight out of his gym if they're not, if they're not ready, you know? So I, I expect right. it to be a, a good, a good fight for sure. Uh, Mark, you, uh, you worked uh, cuts here, of course, for all the fights. Uh, he was, uh, Chad was in the corner there with uh, old Sam McAlpin who came off a big knockout win at the last Valor event. What you got for Chad? Man, Chad, Chad is uh, an outstanding human being in his own right. You know, I'm a huge fan of Sam McAlpin, you know, from the day I met him, you know, He's just one of those human beings that that is is as lovable, you know, and he's he's great. But Chad is the exact same way. Uh, I believe that he comes from a much more pedigree background. Um, we were we were talking yesterday, and Chad about you know he wrestled at Purdue with uh, with John Fitch, and uh, that 
being one of the my top three favorite fighters of all time. Absolutely tough as nails. I wanted to ask him though, the transition to this MMA and the training you're putting in, I know you were no spring chicken. What has it been like your experience wise for the training? Is the training gonna kill you before the fight does? Because I know that's how I felt. I felt like if I kept training I was probably gonna end up dying before I even got in the cage. I, I honestly believe you're one hundred percent correct. Um <laughs> and, and not only not only the fact that I'm not a spring chicken, um I I train with with uh Trevor and Sam. Killers. And, uh, Killers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sam, Sam is, um, he's a lot of technique in the gym. Um, we don't, we don't go hard sparring just a whole lot with Sam. Uh, Trevor, oh, that's a different, story. A different <laughs> animal. He, he, he doesn't understand the concept of going half, half speed. Um, and so when you get in there and you're sparring or whatever with Trevor, um, you better be ready. I mean, he'll throw, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're sitting there trying to look for an opening and Trevor's he's bouncing and, you know, uh, jumping in and out before you even know what's going on. Um, and, and Mark, you mentioned John, uh, I'll just take a second here. Um, yeah, John and I were training partners at Purdue. Um, and I reached out to him a while back, uh, just asked him for a little bit of advice, uh, about the upcoming fight. And, uh, as a matter of fact, he texted me yesterday and just wanted to tell me good luck yeah. and, and he'll do well. Um, yeah, I, I I think that's pretty cool because a guy of his his caliber, you know, um, he he's still out there and he he's wanting to encourage you know guys that are starting, uh, and you know some of his some of his old roots he's still he's still in the corner for. That's awesome. Yeah, as far as Trevor Pig, that that's an absolutely fucking nightmare for most individuals. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not I can't fun. Imagine actually having it a fight fun. man. Jesus, just training with him seems like seems like I'd rather I would rather tie myself up and beat myself. So yeah, oh, I, we actually I, we actually make a joke about it. Um, we we actually make a joke that you'd rather in practice not try to hit him because oh. if you hit him hard, he's going to hit you back worse. <laughs> so <laughs> we're like just just cover up and take it and just let the round get over with because you hit him, he's coming back worse, and he doesn't even mean to. That's just yeah, nature. It's like having a bad dog, you know. They they just don't realize how rough they're being. They just think they're pl- at, at playing essentially until you end up on oh, the ground bleeding. <laughs> he'll he will he will bust you right in the mouth and try to take your head off. And as soon as Sam hollers time, Trevor's like, "Man, I love you, bro." I'm like, yeah. "You just killed me. How are you gonna tell me that now?" Yeah. Nothing better when your best friends beat the shit out of you on a daily basis, man. But I look forward to it, Chad. Exactly. We've talked about it more, a bunch of times leading up to this, but I'm really excited for you, and I feel like you're going to do very well. And I feel like uh, age is nothing but a number, but your mindset is absolutely correct. And I, I believe you've been putting in the work 100%. I'm, I'm excited to see it, brother. And I'm excited to come to Rainbow, uh, Alabama. I don't even know where the hell that's I know, at, right? I'll be there. <laughs> um, well, you don't, you can't um, drive through it and blink too much, or you'll miss it. Um, and and just a second here, I the job that Sam's done for this is is crazy. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, Tim, I'm I'm not with you. I'm not up there, and I, I don't see what work you put in every every fight that you have. Um, but I've been hand in hand with Sam on this one. And and what you guys do is amazing. Um, every free chance Sam has, he's like, "Hey man, let's hand out flyers." I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. it's nonstop work," and he's he's doing great. That yeah, is awesome. He, it seems to have a lot of traction. It seems to have a lot of traction. It seems to really be going 
well, and he seems to really have gotten that, the attention that he was, he's wanting for it, and that's awesome. And to answer that about Tim, I spent an exorbitant amount of time with him, and it's the fucking craziest thing you've ever seen. We may go to bed at 3 o'clock in the morning, he wakes up like 900 messages, and that's the start of the day. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's the craziest shit that I've ever seen. There's not many human beings in the world that could do what Tim does. It certainly is a labor of love, <laughs> but I tell you what, man, well, I'm excited. I'm certainly excited to, to, to see how, how the, how your debut goes down. I'm going to make the ride down with Mark and check me out some Alabama fighting championship. The first installment this weekend, uh, Chad, I'm going to let you have the mic to give some shout outs where they're due. Any love you want to throw your uh, training partners, et cetera. The floor is yours. All right. Um, yeah, I'd like to throw 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 some love out to Sam and Trevor, um, some of our other training partners, uh, Corey Perigo, uh, Ryan Suggs, um, uh, Trace Allwritten, um, you know, the gym owner that he's he's allowed us to come out and work out of, um, and then I've got I've got a lot of people that's done a lot of things behind closed doors. Um, I went up for my 20 year reunion a couple weeks ago. And uh, Eric Irway and Jason Farley and Mike Zostek, a bunch of my old my old wrestling buddies, um, they've caught wind of what I was doing. And and you know you kind of wonder sometimes that they're gonna think you're crazy or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just they really got behind it and and really made me feel good about it. And let me know you know that I'm I'm doing it right. Um, win, lose, or draw. You know this has been a fun ride. Um, you know, I don't know what the outcome is. I'm not one that's going to make any kind of crazy predictions. Uh, we get in there, we close the cage door. Um, I, I can assure you this. I'm not an easy out. Uh, <laughs> you're going to have to knock me out cold. I'm not going to quit on them. Um, no. I, may, I may be old, but uh, if you guys seen any, any wrestlers in the past, we, we kind of more, more uh, stupid than we are tough. Um you know, we're, we're going to keep grinding until it's over with. Well, we appreciate the time. Once again, Chad, best of luck in your MMA debut. We'll talk to you on the flip side. Have a good one, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you. Up next on the line, we've got a two-for-one. We've got both ends of the main event bout coming up this weekend, the Alabama Fighting Championship Number one, first installments going down Saturday, July the 14th. It'll be a, a, a really good main event. It's uh, Trevor Peak taking on Greg Hopkins. We are joined by both of these gentlemen this evening. Uh, Trevor, first, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Just getting ready for a spot. How you doing? Doing great. We appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your evening. Uh, like I said, I know it's fight week, so I'm sure you got a lot of stuff going on. Greg Hopkins, also no stranger to the Valor Hour. This is the second or third time he's been on. How you been, Greg? Been good. I'm hungry right now, but I'm good right now. Ah, no, this fight's at 170, right? It is at 170, but your boy has been eating a lot here lately. Oh, I see, I see. I was about to say, Greg, you're a guy that's made 155 in the past. So I wouldn't expect you to be too hungry, but I guess uh, maybe you got to, you got to let the weight get up there a little bit. I'm really excited for this one, guys, because it's uh, it's two guys that come forward. And anybody that is familiar with either of y'all, any in and keep up with what you know our analysis is here on the Valor Hour. Uh, that's what we say, you know. Both when talking about both you guys, you know, you're heavy-handed. You come forward. You're aggressive. Uh, you're looking for the finish. Uh, Greg now is Greg. You're five and zero oh now. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. You're five and zero. Oh. Greg Hopkins five and zero. Oh. 
coming off a win at Valor 50 over Joe Boer, another first-round uh, knockout. Uh, Trevor Peak is a guy that, man, if you all you have to do is look up his fights and you see that he is just a juggernaut. He comes forward, he throws hard, he throws to finish. Coming off a very close split decision loss to Tevin Brown, still a performance of the night uh, you know, type effort and one that a lot of people thought that you won. So uh, you know, I, I really think this is going to be a good one. I'm going to start so we don't talk on top of each other. I'm going to start with you, Trevor. Uh, you know, you, you were in the corner of your buddy Sam McAlpin, who's coming off a big win uh, at the same fight uh, that, that we are just talking about that Greg had. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Did that get you ramped up for your fight, seeing Sam go out there and pull off a big knockout win? Oh, yes, sir, man. It, you know, it's a, I think it's a real big deal, uh, Sam getting out there and, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's getting into the promoting side of fights, but, you know, I think it says a lot about him, you know, whenever he's asking people to go out there and fight that, you know, he's willing to do it, you know, himself. And he's just, he's been probably my, he's been my biggest inspiration in all this. He's been trying to get me to, to do it for a long time. And I just, it, I just now really got started training and stuff, but yeah, I was fired up, man. I couldn't hardly talk the rest of the night. I, I, I was first time. <laughs> that was the first time I ever got to corner anybody, and it, it's a pretty neat experience too, man. It, it's awesome. All of it's awesome. What would you say is more nerve wracking? Uh, you're going, getting ready for your own fight, knowing you're someone's about to punch you in the face, or sweating out a, a close friend's fight that you that is you know that you train with that, that it's kind of out of your hands. You know, it's 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 pretty close both ways. I I don't know. I guess uh, you know, you with a buddy that's fighting and everything. You know, you really want them to do good, so your nerves are on the edge. And then you know, whenever it's you, uh, whenever you're fighting, I don't know. It seems like it's just I don't know. I guess watching a friend fight, man. Honestly. Well, Greg, you were uh, you were there. Well, before we go on to that, you, did you did you get a chance to see Greg's fight that night? I mean, you know, whenever this whenever. Um, your fight was was booked. You knew that already that Greg was going to be competing on this event. So did you make it a point to to, to kind of to catch his bout? Oh yes, sir. I studied him. <laughs> and what'd you think? I studied him. He's uh he's got some pretty heavy hands. He and he moves good. I mean, I, he uh he's he's get he's got five and zero for a reason. He's a talented individual. But I mean, I, I don't I don't think he's been in a cage with anybody like me either. So right. we'll see. No, Greg, um, before we get into this fight, um, I, 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 I want to kind of re- go over uh, this last one, you know, uh, coming off again, that first round victory over Boomer. Talk a little bit about that win and then talk um, a little bit about uh, what we can expect in this fight uh, with uh, Trevor. As far as the, the Joe Boomer fight goes, uh, you know, I knew that I knew he was a good jiu-jitsu guy coming in. And as far as I'm, I know, he's the uh, head the head. Uh, the head instructor up there at the uh, Total Self Defense Academy at Kingsport, I think, right? That's right. But he, uh, but I knew he had some, uh, I knew he had some state ground game, but I didn't think that his jiu-jitsu game was, uh, was um, you know, superior to my wrestling. You know, everybody was telling me he's got seven years jiu-jitsu. I was like, I'm gonna fuck. I got twenty years of wrestling. <laughs> so, I mean, so I mean, you know, like I'm five and zero, oh, but that doesn't that doesn't say nothing about my martial arts background. I mean, I had over 200 wrestling matches. I mean, I've been in a lot of street fights. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Trevor has too. But uh, <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I know Trevor's records. What uh, should be should be what three and two should be three and two. Yeah, it should be five and zero. Oh. Should be five and zero. Oh. I mean, I watched this, I watched the Brown fight, and it's a it's a good fight and everything. Uh, I feel like. Uh, 
you know, Trevor should have got the edge on that, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in his hometown. But, you know, this weekend we will be, so we'll see what happens there. So uh, let me ask you this, you know, you uh, kind of the same question that I asked Trevor, uh, but in reverse, you know, you knew that, you know, going into this fight, you had the fight with Trevor coming up next, you knew that Trevor was going to be there. Well, I don't know if you knew he was going to be there, but you've probably figured out pretty quickly that he was there. Uh, did, did, did that uh, lead you to hold anything back? You know what I mean? Uh, you want to show all your tricks in that fight, or is, that, is it kind of inconsequential? Um, I, I held back on the wrestling a little bit until he did go down, and then that's when the base came in from wrestling. But, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't really feel like showing any wrestling. I just wanted to stand in exchange with him until that, until that got to the, uh, to the grind. Then we would see what happens. But, <clears throat> uh, no, he didn't tell me to hold anything back. You know, he said, go in there, beat his ass, do what you got to do, you know. And also, but I knew I was gonna see Trevor when I saw Sam at the weigh-ins because I actually uh, sat with Sam. And uh, when I went back to the to the locker room, Trevor was back there, and that's the first time I got to meet him. So, but uh, Trevor's a nice dude; he's a cool guy. Uh, I don't got nothing against him or anything like that. We're just, you know, when we get in the cage, it'll be a different story. You know. I've got Alan Bull here with me as well. He is uh, taking lots of pictures of both of you guys. Alan, what you got? Hey, what's up, gentlemen? How you doing? Up. Doing good, sir. How are you? Okay. So, which one of you thinks you have the best your mama joke? Because I feel like you guys aren't very, <clears throat> very friendly with each other right now. So I figured we might as well go all the way and just start the shit talking right now. So I'm gonna go ahead and instigate this one. Uh, so Greg, Trevor, hey, we leave my we leave my mom out of this, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Alan, you might be a victim of this if you give this up. Yeah, they might vote on it. Okay. I thought I was about to say, I need to stay off the mama's, Alan, because I had to get off yours last night. Oh. You know this is where I want. This is the direction I'm trying to go. Well, well I mean, I know she's pretty finished, so I kind of had to roll over three times before I got off of her. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got to say, man, I'm really, I'm really excited for this one. I'm going to be making it down there with Mark to uh, check it in, to take it all in as a fan. And uh, you know, I'm obviously not interested in this fight myself because uh, both you guys are, you know, I'm real high on it to continue with you guys about as well. Um, Trevor, before we, before we wrap this up, you say you've uh, this, you've an edge in this fight. You say it is. You you broke up the whole time when you was talking that time, sir. I apologize. I said if you if you had to pick one place where you've got an edge in this fight, where, where is it? Uh, I just I feel like I'm faster and I got a heavier punch than Greg. I mean, honestly. And Greg, so on the feet, same, I guess. Same question to you. I didn't. What's the question? I was saying if you've got to pick one aspect of this fight where you know you've got the edge here, what is it? It don't matter. It doesn't matter. It's everywhere. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, guys, I, 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 appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate both of you guys taking the time to, to join us here tonight. And I got to say, everyone out there that can make it to Rainsville, Alabama, this Saturday, July the 14th, you want to see this opening installment of Alabama Fighting Championship. It is going to be a good one. This main event is uh, has got my seal of approval. So, again, thanks a lot, guys. Greg Hopkins and Trevor Peake uh, throwing down in the main event this weekend. Thank you for the time, guys. Up next on the line, we have got Rodrigo, the monster Gonzalez. 
He'll be returning to the cage next Saturday night, July 21st, Valor 51, going down to Johnson City. Had a uh, change of opponent here just recently. Now he'll be taking on Paul Ochino, originally slated to face uh, Chase Winder. Uh, Rodrigo, how's it going? I'm doing good. How about you guys? We're doing good, man. We appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes out of your evening. I know you're training hard. This is probably your hell week, huh? Yeah, it's, uh, it is hell week. <laughs> so it's been a minute. Uh, it's been a minute since we've seen you in the uh, mixed martial arts rage. You know, you've been fighting a lot of uh, kickboxing, a lot of tie fights, taking a little break from MMA. Uh, do you feel like uh, this this little break from actually doing MMA uh, will will kind of sh- has sharpened up your overall game, uh, or do you worry at all that there'll be a little bit of rust when it comes to the groundwork? No, uh, I don't think there's going to be any rust at all, man. I, I think I'm just going to get back and get right back into it. You know what I mean? Um, I, ho- I I feel like the tie actually helped a little bit in the uh, striking aspect. You know, I feel like I'll get right back to where I was maybe probably a lot better. So, you know, you were originally supposed to fight Chase Winder in this one, and I was really excited for that fight. Uh, still really excited for the one we've got now. Uh, Chase had some issues that, that had him uh, have to pull out. Uh, no uh, no hard feelings there because Chase has stepped up and saved many of fights at the last minute, so I'm sure it was something uh, legit. Now you'll be facing a, a much different opponent, I would say, in Paulo Chino. He's a guy that, uh, you know, Winder is kind of a more well-rounded, maybe even a ground specialist. Now you're fighting a guy that is definitely going to want to Bang, uh, Paulo Chino uh, with a karate background throws out a lot of funny kicks, and uh, you know he's a he's an aggressive guy. Uh, talk a little bit about that matchup now, and uh, if it's changed up anything in your game plan. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it definitely changed. Uh, um, I, I know I've told you guys in the past that uh, I do a lot of studying and like I watch a lot of film and whatnot, but uh, I watch a lot of uh, Chase's fights, and he, you know he likes to get to the ground and everything. So I was really working on my uh, takedown defense and everything. And uh, Ochino doesn't really much like to go to the ground, or I, I have yet to see him shoot for a takedown in any of his fights. But uh, yeah, it definitely changed a lot. But uh, I think uh, I, I'm still gonna go out there and do my thing. You know what I mean? Well, you know, uh, this fight is now being is now up a weight class at 155. You're kind of a guy that's had some tough luck when it comes to that kind of thing. You know, you're a guy that probably needs to be fighting at 140, 145, ideally. Uh, and you know, just through your career, you've had a lot of bullshit happen. Essentially, where last minute opponents uh, end up, uh, we have to go up to into a higher weight class. That's that's happened again here at 155. Are um, does that uh, you know does that bother you here, or is it a situation where you're deep into training camp now? You know, you don't have to shed those last pounds. You can just kind of go in feeling good. No, um, at the the, the way. It's probably not going to be a factor, you know. Uh, I, I would have preferred to fight at 45, but, uh, you know, um, Paulo Chino stepping up, I wasn't going to really, you know, argue with it much. You know, if if he was comfortable at 55, I was going to fight him at 55. Um, of course, you can't really be too picky about it, you know. Like you said, it's happened quite a bit, you know, and uh, I, I, I was pretty deep in the camp. Like you said, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know, stuff happens, you know, and like you said, Chase had a legitimate reason, you know, you can't argue with that, you know, stuff happens. Just like when I was scheduled to uh, kickbox, I think David Lewis a couple of years back, 
and uh, my wife had that car wreck. You know, I mean, stuff happens. You right. Know, you, you you just can't help stuff. You know. So, you know, uh, you, you, you've been training a lot at D3, I believe, for this one. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, what's, what's it been like training with that gang over there with, uh, you know, Adam Towns and Dustin Long and that whole crew? I mean, you just said it, man. You get to train with Adam Townsend, uh, Dustin Long, Matt, and all them boys up there. We've been seeing a little bit of Chandler Cole and all those other boys. You know, it's, it, it's a different scenery. You know what I mean? Um, you got a lot, uh, a lot of killers up there, man. It's hard to, hard to say anything bad. You know what I mean? It's all good stuff coming from up there. I feel like I've learned a ton ever since I've been up there. You know, I've, I've been seeing Rodrigo quite a bit here lately at D3 when I'd be in there. And uh, you, you, you can see the improvement that he's making and he's, he's, he's improving every single day. You know, Rodrigo's probably been about the most active of any fighter on on the roster, you know, some for the better, some for the worse, but ultimately he is getting that cage time in every time with this being a tie bout here. I, I, I know we've spoken about this in person at the gym, but ultimately you, when you're training for chase Winder, you know, what adjustments are you making on the short side to, uh, to adjust to Policino versus chase Winder? Well, I mean, when I was a, Schedule to fight Chase, man. Like I said, I was really focused on uh, the, the the takedown defense. You know, uh, we all know that like my my ground my ground game's not you know the best in the world. You know, I can work some on the ground, but not it's not the best. So uh, from what I saw, Chase loves to be on the ground. So that was my strategy towards him. I was going to stand and try to keep it standing and bang with him. Paulo Chino, it's kind of quite the opposite, you know. Um, he likes to stand. He He's taller, lankier than I am, you know. And then we've seen how that goes. And, and we've seen the, the last tie matches that I've had that I've faced tall, lanky guys. You know, it's it's not a good idea for me to stand and bang with tall, lanky guys like that. So you can pretty much imagine what my game plan is. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, we're definitely excited to see you back in action, man. It is going down uh, next week. You know, we're, not, we're in that home stretch. I'm going to let you uh, have a chance to give some shout outs where they're due. Any training partners you've got or uh, sponsors you want to give some love to. I'll let you have it. All right. Uh, I want to shout out to uh, D3, D3 Elite. Um, all them boys up there, Dustin, Adam, you know, Matt McKenna, he's been helping out a lot. Uh, Ivan, um, all them boys, man. Judd's been coming up there, and uh, I want to shout out to him. He's been he's been working a lot. Brad Austin, he's been helping out a lot. Uh, I also want to shout out to them, uh, the Newport boys. They've been coming up and helping out. You know, we've been doing a lot of case work with them. I want to shout out to them. Um, and uh, Cash Money Entertainment and... Uh, Tony Marshall. Once again, this is Valor Pikes. (laughs) My man. Uh, Once again, this has been Rodrigo the Monster Gonzalez. Make sure you check him out next Saturday night. Valor Fights 51. He'll be taking on Paulo Chino, making his grand return to the MMA side of things after taking several tie fights. Excited to see how it goes. Thanks for the time, Rodrigo. Thank you. All right. Up next on the line, we have got. Prime time, Adam Townsend. Prime time. Prime time. It has been some time. Excited to have prime time back. 
He will be joining us back in the Valor Cage next weekend at Valor 51 in his first ever professional Muay Thai fight. Uh, Adam will be fighting at 185 pounds, I think. For, is this the first, is this the first time? Yeah. Is this the first time, Adam, that, that you've ever done? I know that we did 75, I feel like, against Hartley. No, we done 80. We done 80 against Justin Harley. So we're setting records? Setting records. First ever middleweight fight. That's awesome. I can't wait. And um, like I said, I'm truly, truly excited to have you back then. I've been fighting and kicking ass in the ACB organization, uh, getting to kind of yeah. travel the world, uh, you know, see yeah. a lot of Europe, see uh, Australia. Talk, and you're coming off a big win. Uh, before we get into this next one, let's uh, let's get caught up. Uh, talk a little bit about yeah. this journey so far with ACB and some of the uh, some of the fights you've had with them, and, and including this most recent. Or you were supposed, it was a last-minute change of opponent. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, it's been a long time since I fought, fought at home, and I'm excited about it. You know, it's been, you know, I feel like I'm definitely out of the local loop. I feel like most of the new local guys and local fans don't even know who really I am because it's been so long since I fought in the cage. So it'll be good to get in there and show some of the local guys who I am and, you know, some of my skill sets, especially in, uh, you know, Muay Thai because I've been working really hard on my striking for, you know, basically my entire career. So this is finally a time that I can just show off my punches and my kicks and my knees. Uh, in this upcoming fight, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, fighting overseas has been crazy, man. It's an awesome ass journey just being over there and getting to, you know, travel the world is just so cool because, you know, before I started fighting, you know, the only place I've ever been is pretty much Myrtle Beach. So, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and it's real. So, like, fighting has really opened up these opportunities to travel all over the United States and now all over the world and get to see some pretty cool ass places and and do some things I've never gotten to do before. Um, but ACB is a great promotion, man. They they pay really, really great. They treat me really well. You know, uh, fly us everywhere across the world, and and I'm excited. About it. I'm ha- I'm happy to be with them. I really am. Talk a little bit about uh, what would you say? You know, you've gotten to go overseas now. I was it four? Is it four times you've gotten to go? Uh, China, Austria, Russia, England, and Australia. Yeah, so five. five. Yeah. What, what's been What's been your What's been your uh, your most favorite, and why? And your and your least favorite, and why? Uh, I, I didn't like Russia at all. Like Russia was just so different, man. I don't know if it was just the if if the if it was just the city I was in particularly because I heard that kind of was a bad place to go uh, for your first time in Russia. Like nothing was the same. Pretty much everywhere else, even Austria, Australia, England, China, even they're they're all like you know pretty Americanized. You know everything was pretty much uh, basically the same. Food was easy to get a hold of that I could eat and all that stuff. But Russia was just a you know Russia is not some place I'm excited to go back to. So I try to stay away from cards that they, they they're doing in Russia if I can. <laughs> It but, is a, uh, a Russian organization. <laughs> yeah, it is a Russian organization. Well, they're actually I mean. It's out of Chechnya. I mean, I guess it's like, I think what I've heard is it was used to be Russia and then they kind of formed their own country or some shit. I don't really know. But, uh, but, but Austria was probably my favorite place to go to. Australia was pretty far up there too, but Austria was like, it was a lot different. I, I try to explain it like it was a lot different than the United States. At the same time, it was, they still had a lot of English speaking people there. They still had a lot of like, uh, really advancement in technology and stuff like that. That was just cool to be around and, and to go to. It's just a fun city to be in. So, you know, you were, you were supposed to originally fight Brett Cooper on this last card and, and he had to pull out and I was like, man, that is, that's a tough fucking fight. Yeah. That guy went yeah. all the rounds with Shlomenko, you know, like that's going to yeah. be a war. Uh, is yeah. that a fight that they're still trying to, to, to turn around and do uh, next time or, or is it kind of just whatever? 
Man, it's really weird. I mean, I, I tried to stalk Brett Cooper a little bit on social media, and I never saw him posting anything about our fight. I don't know if the other dude was ever going to fight. I mean, he's a professional. He's had tons of fights. He's a really good guy. But when I started creeping around on him, I never saw him even say anything about it. So unless somebody saw something I didn't somewhere, his Twitter wasn't active forever. I couldn't get on his Instagram post. His Facebook wasn't even active, really. Like, I don't know if that fight was – I mean, I'm assuming somebody was talking to the dude and somebody set the fight up. <laughs> But at the same time, like, you know, uh, I tell people all the time, man, ACB is an awesome ass show. They pay really well. But some of the things they do, man, is, is completely, completely backwards and stuff like that. So, you know, basically what I was told was, you know, it was kind of like a uh, maybe a title eliminator uh, or contender, you know. So I was thinking if I was going to beat Cooper, then I was going to get a shot at that belt. And before, I never really cared about professional belts other than, you know, really trying to, you know, be in the UFC and get a UFC belt or something like that, you know. But now the ACB, like, ACB pays their their uh, their challengers 25 and 25 and their champions 30 and 30. So, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good incentive for me to want to be a, a challenger or a champion now. So I'm pretty pumped about trying to get to that spot. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, if, you, if you're up there in the, uh, you know, in those title fights, you're going to be at the top of the card, obviously. And, uh, you know, that's that's probably a, a, a major factor in you getting those, you know, big boy paydays, essentially. So, I oh, see. definitely. So do you think this last win is going to, to get you, uh, you know, closer or is it kind of a sideways step, you think? You know, from what I've heard, you know, I've, I, talking with the guys that, that I talked to with ACB, they act like ACB really wants to put guys from America, not just America, but outside of Russia, because they want to become a legit promotion and they want to be, you know, building as, you know, one of the top promotions in the world. And I think they're getting there, but, you know, if they've only got Russian champions, then it makes them look a certain way. So that's what they, all the guys tell me is like, they want to have, you know, American and, and, and European challengers uh, other than just Russians um, fighting for their belts and fighting, you know, and being their champions. And, and in a sense, I believe that. I think that most of them probably want Russians just, truly be their champions but at the end of the day that at least gives you a little bit better of a shot to get in there and get the title shot and hopefully upset one of those russian guys um me five are gonna stay at 70 uh, i think i can compete with some 70 guys uh for sure but you know a lot of them guys are gonna be way bigger than i am and and and, and yoked out the gills with some roids so you know i gotta be uh i gotta be on top of my game to fight at 70 over there but i don't know you know i i've I, I really do feel a lot better at 70. I mean, my whole training camp, I have tons and tons of energy. Um, you know, my fight, I feel good. Fight week, I feel better. Everything goes a lot better when I'm at 70. Uh, but like I said, it's just a fact of coming, hey, you know, might not be able to get that uh, good push at the end of a, a fight or something like that with some of these bigger guys. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So uh, you're making your Muay Thai debut next weekend. It's going to be your first time, uh, you know, you've done some boxing, so it's not your first right. time being only able to strike, but at least, you you know, you right. can add your clinch in and your kicks. Talk a little bit about, yeah. uh, you know, what we can expect. You're fighting a, a guy that's also making his Thai debut. He's a naturally bigger guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen him on our scene yet. He looks, he looks kind of scared. You know, uh, yeah. talk a little bit about uh, what we can expect. You know, are we gonna? Are you gonna? You gonna let it? Can we expect you to really kind of let it fly? Or are you gonna? You gonna still kind of clinch up and grind like you like you do? No, no, man. I'm, I'm looking to go out there and really display my striking skills. I think that you know, just like my last fight, man. I, everybody has said, you know, you should have knocked that guy out. You know, everybody always says this or that about your last fight, but at the end of that, I really should have. I was just. Uh, I was I felt so sloppy my last fight. You know, it's probably the longest. I think it pretty sure it was the longest layoff I had of my career. Um, 
you know, and, and not only just layoff, but I completely quit training. You know, I only trained like 30 days for that five period. You know, I come straight off the couch, 206 pounds, walk around like a little fat ass meatball to going <laughs> to fight shape and fighting at 170, 30 days away, you know? So that was a pretty, pretty crazy thing. And, and my striking has come along so far. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put some pretty mean combinations together with my kicks and my knees and my elbows. Uh, I hope I hope you're ready to pay that, that deductible because I'm going to cut this guy open. <laughs> that'll, put, <laughs> that'll put Mark into action, if anything. <laughs> so uh, I'm, we're excited to have you back, man. And uh, this will be on Flow Thank Combat, you. you know, so everybody can uh, can check this out nationwide, worldwide, Sweet. and then really kind of uh, see see what you're capable of uh, with, with just your, your stand-up. So uh, it, it's also kind of a cool uh, car that you know you're on with a lot of, tra- of people that you're training with and a lot of people that you that kind of came up with you on the scene yeah, for you sure. in your early days between you know jason kings and uh, uh keith olsen and, and, and guys like that how uh, you know how exciting yeah. is it to kind of be back on an event with those guys yeah man it, it's cool to see some of these other guys that are still doing local shows like that i mean like you know keith's been around for such a long time and uh you know jason i've trained you know jason was training before i started training and jason's doing big things now too i mean he's He's doing phenomenally in the local scene, but, you know, I'm really excited mostly, you know, uh, I've got some great training partners now, you know, like this little, this new kid coming up named Caleb. I know he's got a tough yeah. fight coming up, but Caleb Frank, man, like, like to me, like if, if, if when people don't know that, that he's only, he's never even fought before, it really shocks them because he is talented and he's super talented. And if he'll just stay in the gym and do what he's supposed to do, he'll be the next big thing right here. I mean, he'll put everybody, you know, under the table. I'm telling you, he, he's a, he's an animal. And then, you know, you got a lot of people training with us and stuff like that. So we got some, you know, some decent, more decent guys in the gym now. It's helped me out a lot training for my other fights. But it just feels good to finally be on the card with other guys fighting because 99% of the time when I got a fight now, you know, it's just kind of me and a few people in the gym and it, it makes it hard on me. So it's good to have some guys in there that are training. Yeah, I can see that. So are you going to, we going to see you in the corner some uh, before years or are you going to be all the way dialed in on your own? Oh, man, I'm going to help these guys out. I'm going to corner some of these guys. You know, I don't, uh, some some people let corn and get to them, but you know, to me, it's just like you know, amateur fighting should be you know, it, it truly is a practice for these guys, especially guys like Caleb that I think will make a splash in the pro ranks. Man, he he's fighting a tough dude, a tough wrestler, you know, and that's probably his biggest weakness is the wrestling. So and everybody knows that. So he's gonna have good strikes. So he's got to learn to get off his back, and it's a good tune-up fight for him. Man, it's gonna show him where he's at and what he needs to work on. So. Uh, you know, I'm definitely going to be out there in the corner of these guys helping them out. And when the time comes up for uh, for my fight, then I'm going to be out there busting heads in that one, too. Really excited for it, man. I'm going to let you give some uh, some shout-outs where they're due, any kind of sponsors, training partners, uh, where people can follow you on. So I know you've got a good social media following. Can't can't hurt to grow it, though. So, uh, you know, give, right. uh, give everybody where they can where they can follow you. Yeah, definitely, man. I'm, you know, like I said, Tim, thanks for, uh, you know, having me back on the show. It's been a long time since we worked together, so it's be a good time to get back on here and then uh and then you know short shout, shout out to everybody that, that I ever watches me or supports me anyway man i've got a lot of sponsors to me to thank because i always forget some but definitely check me out on all my social medias uh twitter instagram and facebook at adam prime or shit, adam towns and mma and uh you know like i said thanks for having me on the show appreciate it 
All right, that does it once again for another episode of the Valor Hour. This has been Valor Hour episode number 71. We're climbing up there. Uh, we appreciate all of our guests for joining us uh, and taking a little bit of time out of their evening and for some interviews. I, I appreciate my, my panel as well. Mark Laws, Alan Poole, Ed Cap, as always. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, we urge everyone to uh, be sure to uh, share and, uh, and follow us on social media and uh, check out the Valor Hour on iTunes and Stitcher subscribe on there and uh let's just keep building uh, our our audience up it, it gets uh, bigger and bigger every week it's surprising this thing uh you know it's it's cool so uh you know thanks again also to our sponsors oeb law tennessee top roller and uh next week we have got pigs panel so uh that's always fun we'll be doing uh we'll do a brief recap of the alabama fighting championships it's going down this weekend and also we will have our official pigs panel for valor 551 once again for my panel and my co-host ed cab this is tim loy signing out Valor Hour 71. We're done. For more information on upcoming events, visit ValorFights.com or find them at ValorFights on both Facebook and Twitter. This has been the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. This is a sitting ringside with David Penzer. Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Want to welcome our guest to City Ringside podcast host to the stars, Conrad Thompson. I actually met Bruce through Rick, and I was doing uh, a lot of video marketing, and I was doing a lot of that online. And I met Bruce through Rick, and of course, Bruce was, was a television producer for WWE for decades. So when I met him, you know, one day he said, so what do you do? So we talked about it. And then I sort of explained the way my sales cycle works for a mortgage business, because it is different from a traditional mortgage company. And the takeaway was, Hey, I think I could use you to handle some of my shoots. So we started doing a little bit of business together that way. And after a long day of shooting, we're just, there's that moment of silence that everybody has where the conversation just stops and I turned to him and said, hey, man, what happened when the Radicals jumped from WCW to the WWF? And he turned and told me a story, and I had follow-up questions, and it was probably an hour-long conversation. At the end of it, I said, this is a podcast. And he said, oh, you can't make any money in podcasting, and it's a hassle, you got to get guests every week. I'm like, no, no, no. What you just did, what we just did, if that was recorded, every wrestling fan I know would want to hear that. And over the next two weeks, I talked him into it. And we actually started doing uh, Bruce Pritchard's podcast, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. Our first episode aired on August 3rd, 2016. And that was still during the uh, the first run of the Ric Flair show. So he had not yet tapped out of the Ric Flair show. Uh. And we were doing both at the same time. Sitting Ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.